0: Welcome everyone, Dr. Mercola, helping you take control of your health. And today we're going to talk about one of my favorite, absolute favorite, and I consider (laughs) essential biohacks, which is sauna. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I did an article earlier this year Mm -hmm. on sauna that I I think is really an epic and landmark article. And and quite truthfully, I don't believe anyone has ever written as comprehensive and detailed uh, and how to do sauna article. the past. I mean, this is epic. And I I was kind of surprised that people didn't really get it, but we're going to talk to Brian Richards, who I'm a big fan of his company because he provides the basis for what I believe is creating the best sauna. And we're going to talk about why sauna is so important because it's not just for detox, absolutely not just for detox. That's one good benefit, but there's three, two other major benefits and not all sauna types provide these benefits. And we're gonna go into details and in specifics. So Brian uh, Richards is the uh, founder of Sauna Space, uh, a really clever entrepreneur who's committed to providing high quality uh, resources to help you take control of your health and, and actually uh, start a, a process of s- somewhat substituting for one of the primary deficiencies that most people have in their life, and that is not, insufficient sun exposure. Yeah. Uh, so sauna, obviously, is not going to create vitamin D, but it can provide something that almost equally is good. And we'll talk about that in a bit. So welcome, and thank you for joining us today, Brian. Thank you for having me, Dr. McCullough. Okay, so uh, where do we start? <laughs> uh, so, start so much, the, light. the Yeah, start with the light. So actually, most, I mean, if... I'll put a link to the previous article, the, the landmark epic article I referenced in the intro, uh, so that people, uh, if they want, they can look at that. Uh, it's behind a sub-state, sub-state, Substack <laughs> firewall at this point, but uh, we have a large number of readers who have Substack access. so uh, And it's available if you, if you want to participate in Substack. So anyway, the... That article goes into great details of the benefits of sauna. So I don't really want to dive deep into there. I want to really go into some of teasing out some of the details of how we can achieve these benefits, but essentially the foundation, the premise for why this is such a useful tool, the scientific validation for that occurs from an evaluation of where sauna is the most popular and most popular country in the world, just Finland. And almost all the, primary basic research is based on that. And, and this is, uh, I want to explore with you because it's a foundation. It's It really is what gives us the confidence that we can be so uh, spectacularly assured that once someone implements these therapies, that they're going to get benefits, not some benefits. We're talking spectacular reductions mm-hmm. in all-cause mortalities and, and just improve radical improvements in health. Uh, so... The, the basis of a finish sauna, which I'm sure you've studied carefully, is, is a, a room that has a heater of some sort uh, and that is essentially a dry heat. Uh, but it, from my best understanding, it's far infrared only uh, because the heat carries infrared. There's no, uh, there may be some mid infrared, but I don't think there's any near. So maybe you can help us understand that. And more importantly, describe the most common ways that the tra- Finnish sauna is also referred to as the traditional sauna mm-hmm. that that these traditional saunas use to create the heat.
1: Yeah, the the history of sauna goes back thousands of years, really. And every human culture has a sauna tradition. And the original uh, sauna traditions are are wood fired saunas in Finland, uh, which still exist today, but. Uh, not just there in 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 Russia, the the Russian banya's, the the Japanese, or the Korean hot pools, they had they had uh, saunas actually in Ireland, like little cave saunas, and of course the the Native American sweat lodges. So
0: mm-hmm.
1: you you see various ways of of sweating passively in, in a inside an enclosed space that's heated up that dates back a long time. But nowadays everybody uses. Or most people use electrically powered saunas very few people have access to a wood-fired sauna per se uh interestingly the first electric leap uh, powered sauna is the sauna technology that sauna space incorporates um and it was invented in 1893 shortly after or excuse me 1891 shortly after the advent of the incandescent light bulb in 1887 dr uh, john harvey kellogg invented what's called the electric incandescent light bath and so Mm. he was using uh in this victorian style cabinet a a, an array of a a large number of incandescent light bulbs and he didn't know it was was he knew there was something special about the light and he said you know what this might be a better way to do sauna let's use this these light bulbs and this light to heat the body radiantly uh, little did he know how how powerful the you know the, the the photobiomodulation benefits are that I'm sure we'll talk about in a minute. But but anyway, that so
0: 100, was, 100, sauna is 130 years old.
1: That's 130 years of safe use. Yeah, and he used it he used it uh, uh, for over 50,000 patients with chronic uh, disease in the first decade of the 20th century, and he wrote a book on it called uh light therapeutics he published mm-hmm. that in 1910 so dr kellogg's light therapeutics which you can read about you could read it on the it, you know um online and in uh it's fascinating that there was such a high level understanding of light therapy uh, over 100 years ago and yet uh like dr. arthur dinshaw's work and uh, other other work uh, other uses of light therapy in the early 20th century it was kind of lost kind of lost in time for a long time what what people think of as the, uh, when people commonly think of an electrically powered sauna, they think of the Finnish hot rock sauna. So it's, it's a big 30 amp heater, a very you know high electrical use heater that heats up electrical coils in a, in like a little, little box that sits on, uh, on the ground in the sauna and it has hot rocks on the top. And so you, that heats up the air really hot, you know, to, uh, the, the average Finnish saunas you know, like you say, about 170 degrees Fahrenheit or so. And, and uh, that is what is the most common type of, of electrical sauna prior to the introduction of infrared saunas.
0: Okay. Um, so I've got some questions on there because at least I'm confused about some, and if I'm confused about it, I'm sure others are. So they would it be fair to classify the heat that's being rated in this electrical one, uh, electrical, the, the the contemporary version of the finish sauna, which is typically electric, uh, that that radio that that heat is given off as far infrared.
1: Well, it's not even really infrared so much. I mean, yeah, the heater glows uh, a little bit, so there's some infrared there, but it's it's primarily heating the air conductively, and then that hot air moves around through convection, and and then the, the hot air heats up the user uh, uh, conductively. So the hot air and us being the body touching Uh, the hot air heats the uh the air heats up the body through conduction directly so from the outside in it's it's not uh i think when people think of infrared heat they think of radiant heat right and and it's really not that it's uh it's it's more of a conductive heating system so you heat the air up hot just as the wood-fired sauna would do the same it's primarily this really hot air around that uh will slowly heat the body up um, but if
0: you had a wood-fired sauna, you'd definitely be getting infrared. You would be getting There's some, uh, but yeah,
1: I, I, you know, I'm sure we'll talk about it, but in terms of biologically
0: Beneficial. relevant
1: uh, photobiomodulation yeah. levels, that's, you know, they're there, but not certainly not what you get okay. from an incandescent lamp or, okay, or the so, sun.
0: So big downside of the finished sauna, at least in the contemporary, even the, the traditional ones would be no infrared or very, very, it's clinically insignificant amounts of infrared.
1: Yeah, yeah, very little. It, you're talking about you know the sun is um, over over 40 percent infrared, a uh, near infrared, and and from a photons per second perspective, it's like 70 percent photons per second or near infrared. So if you're not somewhere close to that, you're you're not in a really you're not in that ancestral context of bio- what's biologically relevant and what we're what we're evolved to get um there is a little bit from these infrared you know lower energy infrared sources but not nearly what you get from the incandescent bulb
0: the, okay this is great and because it's confirming some of my suspicions so the, I, I guess the other major issue with implement, implementing a f- traditional finished type sauna is that you mentioned there's an electrical heater of some sort to create that the conductive heat that's pr- produced so in that process one has to be very careful because any type of electrical uh, unit is going to potentially have EMFs. And I'm wondering mm. if you, and that's one of your specialties, which was what, uh, really caused me to massively embrace on space early on because of your commitment to really mitigating it against the dangers of EMF. So what is your experience in the saunas and the heaters that have been using finished on us with respect to their, uh, radiating EMFs of both either magnetic and electric fields? Uh, the,
1: the primary EMF stressor in, uh, those is probably electric field. Uh, it's just as bad as magnetic field, um, uh, magnetic fields, you know, a little more difficult to mitigate, but electric fields in any unshielded wiring are significant. And if you talk about a electrical heater that uses 20 or 30 amps, that's a, it's a lot of voltage that in an unshielded scenario, um, you know, um, Electric fields travel through water. They travel through humidity in the air and in, in the stools and everything. That's that's why they're so pervasive in homes. So you think my electric, my unshielded electrical wiring in my room is no big deal because it's far away from me. But the fact is, it can travel through the air, through the the moisture in the air and in the carpet and the wood in the floor and and reach you and then increase your body's voltage. So, uh, having a twenty or thirty amp electrical source from an, a Finnish electric heater that's not shielded is is problematic it's uh but it's not just those either it's it's really any electrical device has the potential to subject you to undesirable electromagnetic stress Mm -hmm. so you know the 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 traditional electric heat finish sauna the electric hot rock sauna i would say is actually not the most common sauna out there uh the most common sauna out there really is the far infrared sauna that, uses... that, that's
0: certainly true in the United States. Is that true worldwide globally? Uh, no,
1: but you're you're right in finland is it's a sauna uh, sauna's a mainstay. you know I think they actually have a mandate there for building new homes that they they must include a sauna in new buildings. but uh most countries are not like finland and and, and i I suppose my my experience is most uh I have most of my experience here in the u s where we're based, and here yeah. in the u s the most common sauna out there is the far infrared sauna. That uses either ceramic tube emitters or or it has little black carbon panels that emit primarily low low energy long wavelength far infrared. And in my personal testing of those, they they tend to all be um, high electric field and high magnetic field. And and especially your how you sit in those, your their, your your mm. back is usually at very close proximity to the. The ceramic heater itself and so you're within that magnetic field and then without using shielded uh, technology you know you, you are exposing yourself to electric fields both in the finnish electric hot hot rock sauna and in the traditional far infrared okay. sauna
0: so uh though for those who may not be familiar with it magnetic fields are really problematic but fortunately they fall off typically very rapidly so that mm-hmm. with your Usually a few inches, but certainly within a foot. If you're a foot away, it, it, it's almost insignificant because of the, the the rate at which they fall off. But that's not true for electric fields; they really permeate quite a distance. So, um, when did far infrared saunas become widespread in the U.S.? Is it 20 years ago or so? Fifteen? Yeah, maybe even more
1: than that. You know, the 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 ceramic emitter, the far infrared ceramic emitter technology, I think dates back to the late 60s, uh, wow. early 70s. Okay. But as far as the incorporation into consumer products that we call far infrared cabinet saunas, you see that more in the in yeah, in introduction in the 70s and 80s, um, at a time in which there was no concern over electromagnetic stress. Nobody had any idea that uh, it, it was not mainstream at all. There was no yeah deep study. You know, there wasn't the Martin Paul research and other research. There was the body electric and, and some you know some indication Becker. of it. But By
0: Becker, yeah, sure. So uh, the uh, that's really interesting. Kind of like smoking was in the you know 30s, 40s, and 50s. You know, <laughs> it wasn't. People had no clue that it was. Dangerous. <laughs> I mean, but it was. It, but it was, there was people, obviously it, an issue there. It was just. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> it's a hundred percent. Similar story. It's an analogy I made quite, quite clear in the, my book EMF. So um, I want to get back to the, the far infrared us because so many. I mean, I have some some of the hugest pet peeves I have in the health industry is against many of the far infrared sauna manufacturers for essentially blatant lying and fraud and deception that, you know, they should, at least should, in reality, truth be told, their, their, their company should be shut down for for fraudulent advertising. So there, this is not true for all of them, but it's true for many. Um, Certainly. So, but the, the, Many claim that there is, they have a, there's a lot of claims they make that I have problems with. One is that there's, they have, it's an EMF free sauna or low EMF sauna. And my experience with that, and I want to get your input on it, is that the the most, uh, with the exception of one, maybe two sauna manufacturers that make this claim, that it's, it's true that the typically that the magnetic fields are really low. They mitigate against that, which is the biggest uh, claim against most of these devices that they had high magnetic fields. So they were able to lower it to essentially biologically re- reasonable levels, but they almost every single one of them failed to, to uh, mitigate the electric fields. And this is particularly true for, I, I'm not sure the type it's called, but it's a, uh, it's like a little tent, it's much smaller than yours where your head is out of it. Uh, and um, mm-hmm. I could think of two companies specifically who just are just terrible for this because of their claims they're making. And they, they claim that they, they they just lie. I mean, they, they say these electric fields that they have no EMF and their electric fields are through the roof. We've measured them many, many times. It's just outrageous. So, you know, so that's my experience. There's a few that get it that have actually low EMFs both electric and magnetic fields, but I've only seen that in one that I know of, and it could be another one that I just can't recall at this time. So what, what is your experience in that? My experience is, is,
1: is really bad. And I've, I've measured many, uh, many brands, uh, uh, over time. And, 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 and you're right, the farm for st- style of sauna comes in a couple different forms. The, the most obvious one is the cabinet style that looks like a traditional Finnish sauna, but there's, ceramic tube emitters or black carbon panels in the walls. And all the ones that I've seen have high magnetic fields and high electric fields. There is one company that I actually measured with uh, Brian Hoyer, as it were, we were together at a conference. And it was low in magnetic field, which was great. That's a great improvement. But the electric fields were like you say, they were through the roof, they were uh, in uh, beyond millivolts and hundreds of millivolts into the vol- volts range. And
0: uh, I had also- one that I measured that I was given to try it. It was tens of thousands of millivolts. It was 60,000 millivolts.
1: Yeah. It was like 10 volts. That's like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so yeah, that, that's my experience too, especially the, the, the style that's a little more portable where your, your head and your arms kind of stick out. It's, it's more of a.
0: Usually it's a the head. Foil. Usually the arms are still in there
1: or the arms can be still in, but it's a foil foil bag. It's more marketed as a portable far infrared sauna. So yeah, they, they all have issues. uh, Even the ones where they've managed to, to minimize the amount of magnetic field, they all seem to have electric field issues. And furthermore, they don't offer any protection from the ambient uh, electromagnetic stress that's in the environment. And, and that's why, for example, you know, one of the products that I offer um, has a, a Faraday liner system that protects you from the ambient electric fields. Yeah. It's not enough to say, okay, uh, let's shield this technology. So there, you know, there's no electric field or magnetic field exposure from, from the sauna space uh, panels on the user. What about making their sauna experience uh, electromagnetically clean and pure mm-hmm. and, and protecting the ambient EMF. So we're, you know, I worked really hard to provide that sort of solution. And you don't see that really in any of these Mm-hmm. Uh, infrared products, oh. uh, uh, whether it's or, or finish sauna's us, uh, either. But yeah, they're, they're you know, I, I don't like to disparage any companies. I think there's some great products out there. And, and at the end of the day, Dr. Mercola, I think if you sweat, and, the, and you, you get that sweat response, you get that elevated core temperature increase, you're getting great benefit. But, but mm-hmm. to have to be exposed to the oxidative stress of EMF stress during the session, uh, for me, is like, not ideal, that would be like, meditating in a polluted environment or something yeah
0: i I agree i and i don't really want to push that benefit because it's clearly a benefit but in my view it's almost the icing on the cake because you have to to accept that it's a primary benefit you have to believe that emfs are dangerous uh but because essentially if you don't then adopt that i mean the people who believe that typically have done pretty good work in their own home to get a relatively low emf exposure like i have in my house so i mean i don't feel badly although i'm using one of your systems that is shielded i would have no no problem using a non-shielded because it, my ambient levels are so low relatively speaking
1: and, and and my original healing story dr Bercola, was with a bricolage version of what i offer now and there was no electromagnetic shielding at all and i still right. had Incredible, um, yeah. incredible so, journey.
0: Yeah, I don't want to make it seem that we're claiming that oh, this yielding is the, the cat's meow. You got to have it. it. It 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 clearly is is beneficial, no question. But the benefit you're going to get is kind of related to your ambient exposure, and that's highly variable. So we can yeah. almost put that to the side. It's it's, an, it's another great benefit. But the, the the core that I really want to discuss is the, the comparison of these technologies, because we, you know people routinely in, in, this, in this field are gonna hear the benefits of sauna. They're gonna be intrigued about it and seek to implement themselves. Uh, and you know, the, 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 I guess the foundational concept that I, I'm not sure I mentioned in my original sauna article, but is, is sort of intuitively obvious. It, is sauna is a really personal thing because if, you're, if it's gonna be an effective sauna, you're gonna to release toxins that are stored in your body. And those toxins are going to contaminate the enclosure that your sauna is in. So you really, ideally, do not want to be sharing a sauna with someone unless you're really careful about cleaning the sauna and absorbing those those toxins that are released from the previous uh, user of the sauna. So that, in my mind, almost eliminates the use of sauna in the gym or some other therapeutic intervention. That, that's well, my, I, the, well, what do you, what's the, your take on it? What's your take well, on it? the, the,
1: you know, the, uh, to, uh, you know, the counterpoint of that is that the finished sauna is a social experience and, and they are always in there and they're getting together and they're, they're sweating it out. But I, I, t- I definitely agree with you that the sauna, it's, it's an intimate experience. It's something that you, you want to have your own. I, of course, share mine with my wife, but I live with my wife. We have the same microbiome and, and, and all that, um. It's well, and
0: also she, she leaves, you both live pretty cleanly so that you're not, she's not excreting a lot of toxins and she, and she's been doing sauna for a while. So in that mm -hmm. scenario, the exposure is relatively minimal.
1: Yeah. But I think ultimately all these things, again, it's, you know, there's, there's definitely ways you can tweak the experience and, and improve it, but ultimately just getting in there four times a week, you know, that, that, that's, that's the, the results of the, the Dr. Rhonda Patrick. Uh, study that you referenced the stunning benefits of sauna and, and these long-term finished studies, they show that uh, what you need to do is use it four times a week. Uh, and even uh, once a is really not as amazing as three or four times a week. So having a sauna at home for nothing uh, else, uh, just for the convenience mm-hmm. and the ability to maintain that discipline of frequent uses is the most important thing.
0: Okay, now I want to dive into what I think is probably the most uh, significant benefit, in my view, my humble view of, of being a, a passionate advocate of natural health healing strategies, is and this is something i more really relatively recently appreciated, long after I've gotten an interest in sauna. And, and this is the uh issue I referenced and you referenced earlier with respect to photobiomodulation. Mm-hmm. So that essentially is a, a fancy term for ascribing the biological benefits of light exposure to the human body. Um, so uh, optimizing that. So the reason this is important is in my mind is that I don't have that. Maybe you have the numbers on this, but I'm pretty sure they're shocking The the, the number of minutes per day that the average person in the U S is actually outside in the sun. Oh, it's it's it, woeful. I, it's I don't know what it is. under but... ten minutes, yeah. I guess. And then it's not. So it, they're wearing shirts and long pants, so it's almost no exposure clinically. Almost no clinically significant exposure to the sun, and that is. There is just absolutely no doubt in my mind that it's this prescription for health disaster. You cannot violate one of our most pervasive ancestral practices, which is being outside regularly for long periods of time without significant biological consequences. So um, the only sauna that provides photobiomodulation, despite some of the absurd, ludicrous, insane claims <laughs> that some of the far infrared sauna makes, they're a full spectrum far infrared sauna. I've never seen anyone that is, never, never, except for yours, because it truly is indeed a full-spectrum infrared science. And, and, and yours is, see, that well, those are analog, too. That means they, they produce it over a wide range. It's not just several discre- discrete frequencies like they use in the PBM units, the biomodulation units, like uh, the, the three primary manufacturers out there, which has its own benefits. And I, I think they're all good. I use all three of them. I use natural sunlight. I use the mid-infrared sauna like yours, which I think is the best description for it, and then the uh, sun exposure. So anyway, the the reason why being, exposing your s- skin to the sun is so useful is not just for vitamin D, and I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that because I've talked about it for t- over two decades, mm-hmm. and people know how passionate I am, and you know they've probably read and listened to much of my information on this in the past, but I have not swallowed a vitamin D pill for over 15 years and my vitamin D levels are optimal. And that's because I'm out in the sun and I'm out in the sun with no shirt and I'm in shorts and pretty much 80% of the days of the year, this is happening. You know, there's a numbers, you know, I'm traveling and if the weather is, is less than good or I'm just tired, I won't do the walk, but I almost always do. And I didn't understand or realize I kind of intuitively knew there was something else going on, but I didn't really fully appreciate it. And that, 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 Infrared exposure, and as you mentioned, 50, well, 40% of it is near-infrared, of, this, of the, the, the light coming out of the sun is near-infrared. Only 7% is ultraviolet B, and uh, I think it's forty uh, 39% is visible light, and then 54% is infrared. 40% of being near, right. the other being mid and far. So, But the vast majority of all of it, if you could sequence it, is near-infrared. And the benefit of it near for is it increases melatonin uh, in what's called subcellular my, my, melatonin. Uh, in the past, we thought almost all of it came from your pineal gland in response to bright light exposure in the daytime and no light exposure at night. But that's only 5%, 95% of it is in, is in your mitochondria. And to me, this is the, pro, this, I believe this is the biggest benefit of using your type of sauna is that you're gonna increase subcellular mitochondrial melatonin, which is gonna radically decrease oxidative stress, lower your risk of almost every single chronic disease. And I think this, this is the mechanism, maybe not the primary, it can't be, because we know traditional saunas don't do that, but it's probably partially related. No, there actually couldn't be that because you're just getting heat, so it's gotta be the other reason. But I'm convinced this is a more powerful strategy to to optimize things, because not only are you getting the detox and heat shock protein benefits we'll talk about in a bit, but you're getting the increase in that melatonin, which is going to really improve your mitochondrial function overall, increase your energy levels and ATP production and decrease damage to your Mm -hmm. cells, your DNA, cell membranes, proteins, stem cells, all of it. So anyway, that's, that's a big thing. So what's the question here? The question is, yours is the only sauna that does this no far red sauna does it and no finished sauna does
1: it. it it's it's a question of of more bang for your buck it's it's the dual therapies together you know uh we don't have to belabor necessarily the benefit of sauna i think doctor you've uh you dr bercola have have, have highlighted in your in your latest blog article dr Rhonda patrick is uh has shown you know uh, she in her review article the stunning benefits that came out last year it's essentially increasing your health span increases the, uh, the years of your life that you're really healthy and it, and it it reduces your risk of dying of all things. So it's really great. And everybody should be doing sauna. But then if you look at photobiomodulation, which, uh, another way to define photobiomodulation is the use of near infrared light to heal and repair, uh, degenerate and damaged tissue and cells, Mm -hmm. and also optimize healthy tissue. So I
0: like that definition. That's
1: good. Uh, yeah, that's a recent one. I I've just read from an article. It's, it's a really, you know, you're using light to, to heal mm-hmm. damage and also I just light. optimize near what's infrared. there near infrared light. And it's, and it's, it's near infrared light. Uh, like you said, the, if you look at the spectrum of the sun, um, you know, 43% is near infrared. And if you add in red, uh, you know, it gets to be over 50% is in this photobiomodulation range that photobiomodulation is light controlling biology. But in this case, it's, it's all about near for light uh, activating healing and repair biology in the body. And the mitochondrial systems are, are amazing, you know, um, and you mentioned the, the mitochondrial melatonin systems, melatonin is such a powerful antioxidant. Uh, but if you look at it kind of in the macro, all, uh, it has a, it has, though it's a different biological system, it's having similar benefit overlap to sauna it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's it's repairing damaged tissue. It's, it's improving protein function. It has anti-aging effects in the cells, uh, you know, in the DNA and the epigenetics, and, and it's boosting and modulating the immune system. Uh, you know, people are using it for inflammation reduction, also sauna for inflammation reduction. So, if you look at the list of photobiomodulation, the list of sauna, there's so much overlap um, that it's like, wow, these are probably the two most powerful things you could do for your health, and and especially mm-hmm. since especially here in the Northern uh, hemisphere in in the Western culture, you know, we have the highest incidence, you know, the number one causes of death in America are, are cardiovascular disease and cancer currently, and, and also worldwide. It's quite similar, but in the North uh, in the Northern hemisphere, we also have the highest incidence of, of neurodegenerative diseases like MS and, and, and Alzheimer's and dementia. And, and both of these therapies, this, this, Near infrared light therapy and the sauna therapy appear to be quite beneficial uh for neurodegenerative diseases. And that was a, a later, I think, uh uh conclusion of that Lau Cannon study and that long-term finished male study was it's not just good for cardiovascular disease for reducing your risk of that, but also reducing your risk of of Parkinson's dementia and and Alzheimer's and so forth. So if both of these things are doing that. And if it's just a matter of the technology you use, you know, to heat the body and um, and that's how can, that technology is available. So, you know, it's just like, well, why would you not do sauna that way? So it, it, it comes down to the form of the light. Um, a couple other things to note about sunlight is uh, it's not just majority near infrared. and And from a photons perspective, photons per second perspective, like I said before, 70% uh of your photons per second you get from the sun is near infrared uh it's also uh not so much far infrared if you look at the spectrum Mm -hmm. of the sun it's only about three percent far infrared so uh, we don't have much uh, historical exposure to it and one could argue maybe from an evolutionary perspective that's why our mitochondria have not evolved to harness that they're they're designed to harness the number one stimulus which is the near infrared portion and again, uh, on the other side of the spectrum, like you said, the uh, the the benefit of 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 dose-dependent ultraviolet light exposure for vitamin D production is is great, but that's still a a minority of the dose you get from the sun. The the biggest dose is near infrared, and and it's uh, it's it's um, among other things, you know, refilling daily your antioxidant reserves in your body to. To to do uh, cell turnover and repair and just all the things our bodies are so so complicated they're constantly uh, needing to fix themselves and, and correct themselves otherwise they get out of whack really quickly and so uh, it, it's just like well why would you not do the two together and also I would say well people will say well I get a lot of sunlight I live in Florida yeah. I, <laughs> I I don't need I a like sauna bec- I don't need a sauna space you no, know I don't need near- photobiomodulation because I'm in no. the sun every day but they're closed and also the sun and all the photobiomodulation in the world photobiomodulation in the world doesn't uh sort of address some of these aspects of heat shock protein amplification and detox that sauna does mm-hmm. and we live in this modern toxic world that with a tidal uh, you know a veritable tidal wave of toxicity it's more than ever that we need sauna and because we live indoors in these weird synthetic lifestyles it's more than ever that we need uh maybe an alternative source uh for a daily dose of near infrared light and so that's where the incandescent bulb style of sauna becomes such a a, pa- a powerful contributor to maintaining uh our health in this weird modern lifestyle that we have that's totally unnatural
0: yeah uh, so before before i go into one of the critic criticisms that have been leveled at your sauna strategy i want to make, insert a, a note about melatonin neglect like to mention earlier and that mm-hmm. is that it's about a billion and a half years old. That's what the speculation is. And it's first evolved in plants. It, 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 you, you can make a fairly convincing and valid argument that is the most important antioxidant in our body. Because not only is it directly scavenges free rad- radicals, but it also, like molecular hydrogen, catalyzes the production of other antioxidants, like glutathione peroxidase, glutathione reductase, uh, catalase, superoxide dismutase. So these are all quenched uh, uh, oxidative uh, free radicals. So, and even some of the nitrogen ones like peroxynitrite. So really, really important. But one of the criticisms that have been leveled, we, we talked about uh, at, at Sauna Space is that uh, is sometimes I think you, your bulbs have been your setups. At least I did in the past, and I think others have too. Referred to it as a near infrared sauna. When the reality is, it isn't a near infrared. It's a mid infrared sauna. So the and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think 15 percent of the radiation coming up from those bulbs that you have are near infrared. It's only 15, as opposed to. Uh, It is more than that. It's actually,
1: so, but it's definitely not the same as the sun. So yes, let me clarify what the spectrum is. Give
0: us the details. And
1: this is on on my website in our learn section. You can see the spectrum of our bulb and compare it to the sun spectrum. So the sun, as I said before, is about 43% pure near infrared. That's 700 to 1500 nanometer wavelengths. Okay. The, this thermal light bulb that I've developed this, this large 250 watt um incandescent um heat lamp bulb is 39 near infrared so it's a very similar amount of near infrared
0: how did i not know that that's well this is
1: it's more near infrared than the the standard heat lamp you have at this you know that's more commonly available so i I basically tune the filament dr Mercola, to run at a higher kelvin so it does it does shift it up a little bit into more near infrared but it's not the same as the sun because the sun has a lot of like you said, the uh, a huge chunk of the sun's emission is ne- is uh, visible light and ultraviolet mm-hmm. light, and the the difference is with the the, uh, the the thermal light bulb that I've developed that Sonospace uses. There's no blue light, no ultraviolet light, and there's not a lot of red light either. It's all pretty much near infrared and mid infrared. And so, this the where the sun has a lot of visible light and ultraviolet light, that percentage of the spectrum with the with the sauna space thermalite bulb is shifted into near infrared and mid infrared. Okay. So it's actually, it is fair to call it a mid infrared bulb as well, because it's, it's, it's about 40% near infrared, 40% mid infrared.
0: Okay. I didn't know. So it's about the so same. It's about, it's
1: about the same. And then there's about 15% far infrared. Okay. So good. it's I all, but it's that. all infrared. And it's, it's interesting. I, I think it's uh, even better in a sense, if for heating the body for sauna benefit than the sun, because the, the radiant heat benefits, um, uh, come from the body absorbing light through the water absorption and water mm-hmm. absorption starts in near infrared at 980 nanometers at the first overtone of water, but then, uh, um, increases very quickly. So that once you're into the mid infrared spectrum, 1500 to 3000 nanometers or so, you're getting strong water absorption, and so that's a really effective way to radiantly heat the body. So, that's more mid infrared than you get from the sun. Okay. And also, I mean, far infrared also can heat the body. It's just not a, it's not a deep penetration. Yeah. Because of the of the let's go into the... that
0: now because okay. that's huge. uh So I think far infrared, from my understanding, is just a few millimeters of depth penetration. So, and this is another false claim that most all far infrared restaurants that they 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 want to convince you that it goes deep into the body but no that's near infrared that goes deep to, to like maybe a few inches deep into your body so yeah and I, that and that it's complicated this the the biology
1: of it. it's called wire absorption but you know you know uh, you know how we mentioned that incandescent technology is 130 years old mm-hmm. uh uh in in agriculture farmers understood this for over 100 years then and you can see old and you can see old Philips heat lamp bulb product specification sheets that have a little uh, tissue penetration chart where they show, yes, uh, infrared A, aka near-infrared, is much better for heating biological tissue because of tissue penetration. And that's because near-infrared, uh, that's because water begins to absorb light in, in the near-infrared region, but not 100%. As you proceed into the mid-infrared and the far-infrared, water absorption increases that's one of the protective mechanisms of our body is is the chromophore that is water it it, it, it um and so it absorbs this light in different different ways near infrared light tends to penetrate several inches into the body there's actually one nasa study that showed that water filtered near infrared penetrated like a ridiculous amount like 20 centimeters into the body you know five or six or seven inches but on average it's several inch penetration once you get out to this long wavelength low energy infrared called far infrared which starts at about 3000 and greater nanometers the tissue penetration is is a, is a fraction of an inch it's a it's a millimeter to a few millimeters yes. and we're talking yes. about the average photons that go into the body so with near infrared uh on average there's some photons that you know are absorbed by water in the skin but then others go in and get absorbed by water in in the liver, you know, deep in the body. And then others of course hit the mitochondrial light receptor protein and activate photobiomodulation. So, uh, every second that you're exposed to millions of near infrared photons, you're getting a radiant, deeper penetrating heat that heats you from within and raises core body temperature more quickly because you're not just relying on the hot air around you. And that's what I've said for many, many years, uh, uh basically since the beginning, the most efficient way to the most effective way to heat biological tissue is using a near-infrared centric light source uh, yeah. in terms of using light to heat the body and using light to heat the body via radiant heating will always be more efficient than, than using just hot air or, or, or contact with water, like a hot tub or, or a bath.
0: Yeah, you're the Harvey Kellogg of the 21st century. <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: hope, I hope I'm not that crazy.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, well, at least when it strikes to the light therapy and that, that, uh, our, that book that he wrote is freely available. You just have to type in the name of it yeah, uh, on uh, a certain, your favorite surgeons, is certainly not Google. And then, because it was written prior to 1921, it's freely available. There's no copyright protection. So, um, the uh, where was I going with this? But uh, well, I
1: would just we're just wrapping up the photobiomodulation discussion. I would know, just I, say, I have, you know, you sure. don't get photobiomodulation from far infrared wavelengths. Period. There's no oh, photobiomodulation oh, effect. So
0: sure. None It's
1: zero. It's just heat,
0: not biologically significant. Put it that way. It may be a fraction of a percent, but it's biologically significant. Uh,
1: There's also, but with all wavelengths of light, and this is another benefit that, you know, I, I don't know. It's kind of like EMF protection. It's less well understood and less well researched nowadays, but this idea of structuring water in the body and making it more bioavailable, putting it into a more bioactive state, all wavelengths of, of, of light do this, but Dr. Gerald Pollack, Mm -hmm. would say, and I actually heard him on a podcast recently mentioning in this, that the best light uh, is near infrared, infrared because that's the only light that penetrates bone tissue. If you're talking about structuring water and having these photobiomodulation benefits in the brain, that's protected by the thickest bone tissue in the body. It's only a near infrared photon that is, is addressing and, and reaching that tissue to activate these, these healing systems.
0: Yeah. And that's why when people ask me or discuss this, Uh, my views on structured water, I think it's great. And if you want to drink it, it's fine, but it's nothing, nothing in comparison to having your body make its own structured water. And this happens naturally when you expose your skin to near infrared, that's the ultimate way to do it. And structured water is important because it puts energy into your body that is transferred to do biological processes, like the simple measure of your red blood cells, which are larger than your typical capillary, they have to squeeze through there. And certainly the pressure generated from your heart uh, pulsing is, or pumping is not going to be mm-hmm. sufficient force to get it through there. It's done through the, the energy that's contained in structured water. Yeah. We're, we're,
1: we're like 70% water by weight, but we're over 99 or 95% water volumetrically. It, it just permeates all of our bodies. So you, you, to not have that part of our body working optimally is, is definitely, you know, to our detriment. Yeah.
0: And, and I want to just, I recall what I was, was wanted to share is that. Uh, a personal experience and anyone could have this experience if they engage in uh, a near infrared sauna is that it it, you can go into the sauna and your current model i believe doesn't have an analog thermometer in it so you can pick one up for ten dollars it has to go up to at least 200 degrees or so uh but you can go into the sauna and see the temperature is like 160 170 and you could there's a there's a there's a heat source it's the bulbs and if you're facing the bulbs the front of your body your chest and your you know the front of your body will start to sweat literally within a minute two at the most at at that temperature and the well the back your back is absolutely not sweating which Mm -hmm. is a strong clinical confirmation supporting the fact that that heat is going in inches into your body and being absorbed by your body because it's not the ambient temperature that's causing it, it's the heat from the sauna. And I guess, so that's anyone can prove this to themselves. I mean, this is not rocket science. So I'm wondering from your perspective, if you have a feeling or an impression as to what the difference is, because, you know, I don't recommend people going much above 160 in the infrared sauna. You can, but I don't think it's necessary because of this fact. So, you know, because some people are saying 180 to 200 degrees, and maybe even higher in a, in a finished type sauna. Uh, what do you think the different, the additional temperature difference is in the in near infrared compared to a finished sauna? I mean, is well, it 20, 30 degrees? It's it's it's
1: it's it's hard to compare the two side by side uh, because of the radiant heat. Uh, you know, the, the, the radiant heating um, methodology of the near-infrared sauna of the of the incandescent bulb sauna is such that you don't use the ambient air temperature to heat you up, really. You're using this penetrating light. It's really but you uh, but, but you're still I've,
0: but you're still getting it though. You're still getting the benefit of the ambient heat.
1: You are, you are. And, and so I, I've always said you need to have the ambient air be above body temperature so the air's not cooling you down. You know, it's you need to be in an enclosed space of some kind. You can't just have the panel in the middle of your room uh that's you know air conditioned to 70 degrees uh and and provoke a sweat you need to have the air above 100 degrees but if you do that you remove the air as a cooling force and then you can sit in front of this effective radiant near infrared heating and heat up the body uh very very effectively and this is you know this is one of the criticisms that's uh you know out there that's leveled at sauna space in general i believe ari Witten. who you um, you quote in your article, mentions this. Um, And this is a misunderstanding that I think exists out there because it's not an apples to apples comparison with finished saunas. Finished saunas require the air to be really hot because they're only using the air to heat the body. Near-infrared saunas that are using incandescent bulbs use radiant, more efficient heat to heat the body. So even at a much lower ambient air temperature, Um, you can provoke a strong sweat and provoke a elevated core body temperature increase. And I would argue that in some ways, maybe that's uh, uh, a more prudent approach for anyone who has any Mm -hmm. sort of health issues of any kind. And There's a lot of people that, and that's pretty well understood. I think Dr. Rhonda Patrick mentions that in her article that if you're not acclimated to the sauna or you have a neurodegenerative condition or any health condition of any kind, or for whatever reason, you're not, like you and I are, Dr. Mercola, where we're healthy, we're maintaining a healthy lifestyle, we're acclimated to sauna. You can't even handle a finished sauna. Uh, and and uh, and so for uh, for what it's worth, uh, I think the near-infrared sauna provides a much more tolerable, accessible experience that still achieves what you want to achieve. And by that, I mean, do you sweat? And do you elevate your core body temperature? Me personally, I get into my sauna cold. I don't preheat it. And I only use the four bulb Faraday sauna. So I have four bulbs and, um, I, I usually lose one to two pounds of water in about 25 minutes and 28 to 30 minutes. I lose two pounds of water in, in about 15 to 18 minutes. I, I elevate my core body temperature, uh, by three degrees or so. And then I start to sweat and then I remain in there another five or 10 minutes. And I try to reach that sort of state of subjective exhaustion mm-hmm. that is sort of the goal of sauna the The goal of sauna is not just to be in a hot room uh it's it's to sweat and to elevate core body temperature and get that that body response so that's why there's people look at the finish look at the prom, predominant body of research into sauna and it's predominantly on healthy men and women using Finnish saunas that are heated to 170 degrees but there are other there's a lot of other research out there that supports the use of infrared saunas in general there's the wand therapies in japan there's these sauna suits even that are kind Mm -hmm. of funny looking and there's a really good cardiovascular and thermoregulatory uh outcome benefits to using these what look really silly these sauna suits so this stuff works it's just a question of uh how long does the person need or or or, you know uh, each person and, and depending on the person's uh, individual health profile and the modality of of heat therapy they're using, uh, how long that they need to sit there to to elevate core t- body temperature three degrees to lose the average one pound of sweat that you lose in a finished sauna session, is really quite subjective. So for me, in my sauna, it's it's twenty five to twenty eight minutes. And so for someone who's you know really uh, is really healthy, really well acclimated, the sauna they can handle these you know, maybe more bulbs, maybe an extra panel, uh, but there's, there's others like Dr. Wall's community of the MS, uh, Dr. Ken Charlin, a neuro uh, 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 neurodegenerative disease expert. He's actually based here in Missouri. Um, he's dealing with people. And, and and frankly, my customer base is it's usually people come to space and they have a health problem.
0: They're, yeah, they're yeah. not so coming
1: they're from, from a, 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 a state where they've solved everything and they're they have amazing <laughs> discipline like you and I. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good point. Uh, and I, I really want to dive into that because it's you're, you're correct. That's probably the biggest uh, criticism has been hurled at your company is that you don't get hot enough. And um, But actually, I think because they're not integrating the radiant uh, heat component into their evaluation and analysis, I think they're missing the boat. And probably the not getting hot enough could more accurately be hurled at all, The vast majority of far infrared saunas that rarely go above 140. I mean, there's some that go higher, but not many. And some of them only get to 110, 120.
1: Right. the The, the keep... average far infrared sauna is about 140 degrees. And if you talk yeah. to people who use it, they they usually state that it takes them 40 minutes to an hour to sweat or yeah. more. And and that's yeah. after preheating for a significant amount of time beforehand.
0: Yeah, and um, with no photobiomodulation. With no, no photobiomodulation. No no benefits. Like So you can make, you know, it just occurred to me as you were describing your process that that is a, a pretty good way to, to do sauna because you're doing it gently. But more importantly, while your body's building up this heat response so that it can generate the heat shock proteins, which actually modulate the repair and modification of your damaged proteins that can lead to neurodegenerative conditions, like you mentioned, like Alzheimer's. So that you really do want to generate that heat shock protein response, and if you're if you're not in hot enough environment, you won't do that. So mm-hmm. that's you know, you know, the, my guess is that the vast majority of farm is you're not getting hot enough. You're just simply or you're not. You got to stay in there way too long, and plus no photobiomodulation benefits. But but ultimately you outline very accurately the two clinical criteria, because there's a wide variability in response to this. So ultimately, it's your personal individualized response that counts. And the simplest way is to measure, you know, people probably wondering how you measured a pound or two. Well, it's pretty simple, actually, all you do is measure your naked weight before you go into the sauna and measure the naked weight after you go to the sauna. And then the difference is what the what you lost is water. Yep. So, so that's, so, it's a very simple gauge that anyone can do at home. They don't need a a lab or a clinic well you need a lab i mean you need a a scale an accurate scale you need a scale
1: but the 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 presume and i'm not a healthcare provider you know i uh that's that's what's that's what we have you for and and others out there in the industry but for me i i I like to know that what i'm doing works and yes yes so and i like to have the tools to do it myself so measuring the weight loss and then measuring the core body temperature using Different thermometers are out there, and there's definitely variability between the armpit and and the mouth temperature, and infrared thermometers versus others. But you get a sense of elevated core temperature uh, mm-hmm. as you continue to tr- you know continue to measure this and, and gauge your sauna sessions as you as you as you start using sauna. If you're new to sauna, and you'll see that you're getting the ele- when you get about a three degree temperature increase, that's when the body begins to sweat strongly, and mm-hmm. then if you can kind of and again, subjectively and cautiously watching yourself, if you can reach that point of subjective exhaustion, what uh, is this referred to as the dinor, uh, dinorphin response, where you kind of feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's actually what you kind of want to go for, because that is when you've, you've kind of maxed out your benefits of this or stress therapy, and you haven't taken it too far. And you get the benefit, the endorphin benefits afterwards, and all the benefits you get. and And, and it can be, uh, if you have your, if you have a, you know, if you're well acclimated to the sauna, that will take you longer to get there. But if you are dealing with health conditions and maybe neurodegenerative issues, I have some customers, Dr. McColl, who start out with two bulbs and Mm -hmm. they're only using two bulbs and, and they're only sitting there for five or 10 minutes. And they just, and they've been contraindicated, uh, to get heat exposure to their head initially. And they may take six months to build up to using the sauna as, as, or more even as as using the sauna as you and I would use the sauna. So
0: yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. That's it's better safe than sorry. Go slowly if you need to, there's not anything wrong with that process. And so, and so, yeah, you can measure it yourself. And then, you know, if you're getting the sweat
1: response and you're getting the elevated core body temperature, you've had a good solid sauna session. And you know, that if you just do that one to four times a week, you're going to get these Benefits that you read about, all that everybody's talking about in the literature, and of course you can do lab testing to mm-hmm. further buttress your your you know your appreciation of your results. And uh, I don't know what you recommend. Um, what kind of well, profiles I, you recommend?
0: I, I'm, it probably isn't the most accurate because it's blood levels, but the Genova Diagnostics has a test called NutriVal that I'm particularly fond of. It's not a cheap test, but it it is, provides so much benefits. It, it actually shows you your linoleic acid too uh, content. Mm-hmm. But, uh, when I had mine done recently, it, it was, it, it rates it subjectively from a zero to a 10 and there was a zero and the healthcare practitioner that was doing the test for me said, she's just, she never saw a zero before <laughs> I've got the first zero. So it <laughs> measures mercury, arsenic, lead, and cadmium, I think levels. So, um, anyway, because, because of the criticisms of the, the temp, the temperature being insufficient, you were kind enough to, um, not acknowledge but uh consent to <laughs> creating a, di- a different an advanced type of sauna that has two sets of bulbs mm. um two two basically four panels of bulbs that i'm using in my existing sauna now and you're you right before i went on you talked about a new panel you're just you're going to resurrect it has three bulbs, which essentially allows it to be used in almost any home circuit because it's under 15 amps mm-hmm. um, but the I did notice a big difference when I do it. Do it's actually my preference, but so that's in my mind, it, it, after you're sharing all this, it's it pretty clear that the vast majority of people may only need four bulbs, and it really, I mean, you could do an eight bulb system, yet you don't, you still continue to use the four. Uh and, and you just need to be in the sauna longer. Yeah, you just you longer just is that downside. You're getting more photo photobiomodulation benefit. Now, admittedly, there's a biphasic response, and you can overdo the infrared exposure,
1: right? But I but I personally live in that modern lifestyle where I don't get as much sun as you. I'm yeah, yeah, working yeah. a lot indoors in the in the in the shop here and mm-hmm. just a lot of indoor activity. I don't have an ideal uh light diet with regard to daily, you know, morning and evening sun exposure. So for me, it's crucial that.
0: Yeah, yeah, I, get it, I, get it. I get so it, you're, you're sauna. not different, much different than much of your customer base. So I think that you can make a pretty strong argument that a four bulb system is all that's needed. Um, but if you really want to go the full, the full Monty, I think it's like <laughs> seven or eight bulb system will, will really get the temperature up. And, and I'm wondering, you had mentioned your temperature goes up three degrees what's your what the absolute value because i think mine goes up four or five degrees typically closer to five because i'm typically coming in the high Uh, hundred twos yeah um
1: it just depends on how long i stay in. i usually get three degree increase after about 16 or 18 minutes but by the time i'm done i'm getting up to you know over four degrees
0: sometimes five what's your final temperatures coming out with um you're doing oral i would assume right
1: yeah, oral. I, I've tried those infrared thermometers on the head. Yeah, there, it's but just, they seem unreliable. Yeah. I don't know. I, mean, I just the, don't infra, infrared temperature
0: sensors are great, but not really for taking your body temperature, is my experience. I agree.
1: But I usually get over 102 degrees. Uh okay, somewhere yeah. over 102, which yeah. is about for me is I about don't think four I don't
0: think you degrees
1: I don't think Fahrenheit. you want to go
0: over 103. I mean, I ca- occasionally we'll hit the low 103s, but typically I
1: it's it's a matter of it's a matter of discipline discipline and acclimation, you know. In the beginning, you don't want to do that and you don't want to overdo it. But, and, and that's why I recommend, you know, everybody just go with the, you know, what we do now, our four bulb system. And, yeah, and then, yeah. It, and, and you build up and you acclimate and you, and then you start to, that has a positive influence on the other areas of your life and you correct your diet and you do these other things. And you slowly get to a point where, yeah, I can stay in longer now, I can handle more and that's great. But I would urge everybody to just take a really precautionary, prudent approach. And, and start out with that, and, and that's why you know I've always offered a long trial for our product. And for some people who are in the in the that have health conditions or neurodegenerative issues, they may take a long time to appreciate. Wow, wow, um, you know, a month or two even to appreciate. And other people who are maybe young, uh, are, are physically fit, do a lot of uh, uh, exercise, uh, healthy lifestyle, you know, they'll be able to handle more more quickly. But eventually you know those who reach a a a level of like you have where you're you're super healthy guy you're working out every day you're you've used the sauna for years you know you can take it you you can potentially uh increase the number of bulbs uh and that's Mm why uh like you like you mentioned i we are we're we're resurrecting we're we're printing it out of the closet Uh, the the very first sauna space panel was a three bulb panel that we offered back in 2015, I think, uh, uh, or 16. And so we're, 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 we're bringing that back, uh, into the four and we'll be offering that starting, I think next month, uh, this summer. Um, so summer 2022. Yeah. And it's a great solution be, uh, for the, I would argue the minority of people who leave that level, who reach that level of, of optimal it, health yeah. that they can handle more and they can add in a three bulb, a th- uh, the core bulb is, or the core panel is four bulbs that's a thousand watts plus three more bulbs 50. 1750 watts which is about 14 and a half amps it's just under the 15 amp um threshold that is the standard household breaker you have in, in all breakers of the home and in, in, in american households is 15 amps so the seven bulb system can be kind of plugged in anywhere more or less in any standard circuit you could potentially use an eight bulb system, which is what you have, but it requires uh, a twenty amp dedicated circuit, and that's not so common throughout homes. You see yeah, that but in it's kitchens easy, and easy. baths.
0: Yeah, but it's easy to swap out.
1: You can you can do that. You can swap it out, and you can potentially have that. But but again, it's it, at, at the same time, you know, it's 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 uh, also something that you can achieve through just staying yeah, in there a little get bit longer. It.
0: Right. You could do it like you you personally do, and you can easily put an eight bulb system, but you chose not to for the reasons you explained, And that's a pretty valid argument. So uh, one of the, uh, okay, so I'm confident that many people watching this have said, oh, darn, you make such a compelling argument for the near-infrared sauna. But I've got a far-infrared sauna. Well, nothing to worry about because... (laughs) All you have to do, and I want your comments on this for almost any near far infrared sauna, is take out the bench because you're going to have to do that because there's not enough room there if you leave the bench in. Uh, Attach some hooks to one of the walls and you could put hang one or even two panels uh, on there and you've got a a sauna. So just literally for the price of a panel, nothing more.
1: Yeah, that's absolutely absolutely possible. So uh, our panels have a, a really convenient handle on the back of them that can be allow the panel to be hung on the wall so it's secure and safe and it's it's uh you know it's it's fixed in place and they can do this really in any enclosure so most commonly people will have a farm for its sauna they want to upgrade to near infrared technology they can do exactly what you said with one panel or even two panels again with caution as they as they get to that point uh over time but you can also do that in any enclosed space, in a small closet, even, uh, you know, uh, we offer a shower conversion, uh, kit there's, it really doesn't matter what the, what the enclosure is. It's just an enclosure that it's just a space that needs to be enclosed. So you can really, um, do this in a wide variety of enclosed spaces and the smaller, the better, as long as it's big enough to allow for a two foot clearance from the bulbs and, Ideally, the ability to rotate, that's why it's really nice to take the bench out in the standard far infrared sauna and, and either get one of our stools or purchase a, a seat of your own and, um, and do the near infrared style sauna protocol, which involves um, the traditional protocol is a quarter turn rotation about every five minutes. Yeah. I know you've just been kind of rotating front to back in your
0: Well, in your I, I, it's, a, it's a derivative of yours and it occurred to me because if you're sitting down, you are clearly not hitting some of the largest muscle groups of your body. So I just face the sauna initially, uh, and then sitting down, then I face, then I turn my back to the sauna sitting down, but then I rotate again, but I get off the stool and stand up. Mm -hmm. Now I have an eight panel system. So standing up literally exposes almost my whole body to that. Whereas a four bulb system, it wouldn't, but still you're going to get enough reflection and stuff. But so anyway, when you stand up, you hit your, quads initially. And when you turn around your hamstrings, right. so, uh, and those are huge muscle groups, as I said, that's two of the biggest muscle groups in your body. So I, 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 to me, that works well. If I get, for some reason, I'm more sensitive to the back of my body to the heat. And I don't know what the reason for that is maybe because my, the current enclosure I have is not, I'm a little bit further away when I'm in the front where I'm in the back at my I'm six foot tall. So the, I have to bend my head to fit into the sauna. So I just, I'm a little bit closer to the bulbs. But so when that happens, I get too hot, I just rotate and then I'm getting so somewhat of a side exposure.
1: Yeah. So, and so, and then it's what you said before, how it's such a directional radiant heat that the front heats up and and the back is not, you know, being directly heated. And so when you rotate in a near-infrared sauna, you, the so, sort of, you're you're getting, you're giving the side that was just heated a chance to rest a little bit, and then the blood starts pooling to the new side that's focusing, you know, that, that has the focus of the heat and the bulbs and you get a, a a more efficient vigorous heating in the torso and this blood shunting effect that goes on through some type of rotation but also you're not overexposing kind of any mm-hmm. side you get a side a chance to rest so another way to just make this the sauna experience more tolerable is is through yeah. rotation so you can do rotation or not but yeah you can take a panel and basically convert and upgrade any small enclosed space that's more or less a volume of, uh, you know, seventy cubic feet or so. What you see in a farm for it sauna, cabinet style enclosure, and even built-in saunas as well. and And some homes have custom built-in saunas. In our product, you can also add in uh, a, one of our single bulb units, the Photon, at the bottom. Some people, uh, that's typically recommended for people who have, uh, you know. Uh, um, edema or like you know uh, problems in their lower extremities and they can get direct photobiomodulation onto their foot or their leg but that also increases the heat uh uh, somewhat as well uh, especially down low so it's all these are all ways that you can upgrade and and incorporate near infrared style uh, sauna technology into into your life whatever you have whether you have a, a large home or a tiny little apartment or just the only thing you have is a little little closet in your stairwell we have yeah you know many customers who are making that work with our panels it's
0: got to be enough i mean i think the dimensions are it's well six foot tall i think it's 60 inches from the back wall where the panels are held to the to the door it should be about 60 inches yeah our,
1: our panels are about nine inches deep plus two feet of clearance from the chest to the panel so you know you need something that's at least four feet deep at the minimum at the yeah minute.
0: and and um, 60 inches would be a lot 60 more would be probably yeah this way you can move back a little bit cuz it's shocking what literally a few inches will do so you can really modulate and titrate the dosage you're getting
1: but but again uh, it's a protocol that dates back uh, over a 100 years uh, so it's yeah, very safe years, i mean people but, have been doing this for a long time it's a very safe way to to do sauna to heat the body and now As we've gone over today, the photobiomodulation benefits can't be underestimated. Yeah, I
0: I mean, there's such a strong argument to support using this type of sauna. But one of the final criticisms that I think we've just literally obliterated was the cost of your sauna. And yeah, the price of the the EMF-free Faraday cage sauna is a bit high. But if you just go and purchase the panels, I mean, you're significantly less than any about any fire infrared sauna, yeah the big
1: cabinet style saunas are can be uh also can be uh you know spendy but they're also kind of cumbersome you know um, um again back to the, the average quotidian sauna user or the the sauna enthusiast is not one who's in, in the best of health they're looking for the sauna for solution so they don't necessarily want this big 500 pound construction that they need to set up themselves they they want something that is more manageable um, and and yeah uh, just it's h- however you want to start you can start you don't even need a initially if you want to try out the sauna stuff you could literally heat up the water in, in your bathtub as hot as possible and get in there to to appreciate hey actually sweating and heat this is this is interesting this is making me feel good but you can also yeah you can you can if you already have a, most people already have a farm for sauna who are sauna enthusiasts out there you can just get one of our our four bulb panels to, to upgrade it yeah. um, and and you're done and you're good. And, and, and certainly if you want more portability and you want our design, you know, you can upgrade to that later. You can even potentially add in a three bulb unit. If you reach your level of, of discipline and, and of good health um, it's all just, all that matters is you do something, you know, you, you take, take action now to, to start on that journey of, of sweating. Cause that's, for me, that was the most impressive thing Also in the photobiomodulation studies is this is this is this is a nutrient for our bodies and and for our lives. We we need this on a on a frequent basis. We can't, it's not a pill, it's not something you take once, it's not a surgery. It's something that you need to figure out how to incorporate into your life on on again a weekly basis. So using near infrared light to heat the body is the most efficient, quickest way to get her done uh, and get that sweat response uh, without, you know, spending an hour and a half on your therapy. You know, nobody has any time for anything and and uh and and also, yeah, I mean uh cost wise uh you know a panel compared to some of these built in saunas or or these very large uh cabinet saunas is it's it's a lot more accessible for
0: yeah, people. and so say you you use a room in your house the 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 panel that you offer it' it's the most extraordinary cost value proposition because literally it's hard to imagine. That not lasting for decades, probably the rest of your life, the rest of your life, and you've moved. You can move five. You can move every (laughs) year. It's built to last. It's built to last.
1: We've got customers from yeah five years ago who still are using their panels, even the bulbs. People ask, well, well, what about these bulbs? Are they going to wear out? These bulbs are actually rated for five thousand hours. So that's like, you know, even before we came out with my own thermal eye bulb, that it took me many years to develop. I still have customers who. Uh, I ship them their original panels, Dr. Mercola, with the, with heat lamps, you know, standard heat lamps, and they're still using them six, seven years later. So it's a replaceable product, but it does last a long time. You take care of it. It pretty much lasts forever. It's a it's a it's a one time yeah. lifetime,
0: at product. least a lifetime. It'll last a lifetime. But the very few things last It'll last you your health span. Yeah, yeah. So if and and interestingly, that health span is going to be considerably increased if you're diligently and regularly using this. So, and it's just a caution, final caution on this is that more is not necessarily better. And I made that mistake. I was doing sauna every day. And then I realized it's probably not the greatest strategy because it's just too much. It's like you don't want to exercise every day. You want to take some time off. But with sauna, you're losing these toxins. They're clearly coming out through your sweat, but you can also lose beneficial mi- minerals. So, um, and electrolytes. So one of the things that, there's two, two additions that I recommend in sauna use. One is uh, we actually came out with an electrolyte uh, pack, powder pack. And I use two of those, put them in a, in a quart of water, and I add a little glycine, a little monk fruit. And usually I'm work- doing this before workouts, or I do a workout before, so I use a little hydroxymethylbutyrate. And I drink that quart about, I try to finish it at least a half hour before, maybe an hour before I do the sauna. So it has enough time for the water to get into my cells. And then the other thing I use, and I want you to talk about that, the electrolytes and the minerals and the frequency, but then also is um, the aspect of protecting your head, which you referenced earlier. You don't really want to get too hot. So I I went to Amazon. I found a little cap that, uh, it's a wraparound piece of a device that goes velcro to the top of your head and you put in the freezer and it's got these little gel packs in there that freeze up so it really keeps your head cool when you're in sauna yeah uh, as as far
1: as the latter half of your your comment about the head yes we want to be careful not to overheat the head but we still want we want heat shock protein response and we want photobiomodulation there yeah yeah
0: so, so the, I the first so, five minutes I don't put it put it on I put it especially
1: on. that's a that's another you know uh, precaution to have when you have uh, a super sauna like a, a seven bulb style is is to be very careful with the head one one solution is to our our, our panels have multiple switches so one solution mm-hmm. is to turn off the switches that are directly aligned with the head to reduce the amount of heat there you could also cool it off though like you're saying with a cold pack or yeah. something but. Also, the, the single lamp therapy that a lot of people do is a localized PBM and heat therapy that using our single bulb product, um, it, it's only recommended to use it on the head 10 minutes per hour. So that's a limitation that you don't have really on the rest of the body. If you're doing your foot or your gut or other areas, you, you put the one bulb uh, 18 to 30 inches from the naked flesh and you can keep it on there for half an hour or more. More or less, mm-hmm. but on the head we're, or the throat, we're very careful to limit our exposure. So it's it's something where again, if you once you when you take a precautionary approach and a and a, and a slow methodical approach, you know what you can handle and and you don't overdo it. Um, but yeah, regarding the former, uh, you not only are you losing electrolytes, basic sodium chloride and other potassium, other basics. You're also when you when you pull these toxins out of your cells you need to replace them, uh, with the healthy minerals that they were supposed to be there in the first place. Like the, the cadmium sits in the, in the DNA and it, and it takes the place of, of zinc in the zinc finger, uh, epigenetic, uh, structure. So, so when we lose that cadmium, you know, that's just one of a million examples of where you need to replace that with a healthy mineral. So it, it also argues for having this be a part of, uh, uh, of a healthy lifestyle, which includes, you know, food as medicine, a real, a real healthy diet. But also, yeah, supplementing somehow with minerals and electrolytes can be, uh, can be quite beneficial. Most sauna enthusiasts really recommend that. Uh, so you got to be careful with that. That's another reason you to go slow and safe and prudent. But one other thing I would mention another reason to be slow and safe and prudent in all this is everybody's different. And you have what are called detox reactions. Mm-hmm. So some people call them healing reactions in the in the world of addiction, it's called a detox reaction. You get withdrawals mm-hmm. and and you uh, it's really specifically it's you experience the symptoms of a, of a poison or a toxin as it's being detoxed. And and it, and so that's something where you uh, you don't want to overwhelm your organs of elimination. You want to activate the skin as the most powerful elimination organ. It's it's one of the three systems we don't use. You know, we we urinate, we defecate every day, but but we don't unfortunately in the modern uh, lifestyle, we don't perspire every day, so we want to activate the skin. But just like with the light, it's hormetic stress therapy. You don't want to overdo it because it takes the body time to correct itself. Uh, it takes time, and so if you do overdo it, you can have a healing detox reaction where you you may get a headache, you may uh, get really uh, fatigue all of a sudden. Uh, some people experience, you know, just the symptoms related toxins. There's a thousand different healing reactions you can have, and so. To make the speed bumps in the journey uh, as gentle as possible, again, just go slow with things.
0: Okay, good. And then your light bulb on the right side of your body, the, the photon beam, is uh, a reminder that that is a strategy that I've also incorporated into, into my uh, personal workspace uh, after, I think it was Brian Hoyer, you helped me understand that most every window in your home has uh, filters in it that essentially prevents the majority—not all of it, but the majority of the near infrared coming into your house. So it looks like you have full spectrum light coming through your windows, but you don't. You, you don't. You got visible light coming through. You're blocking the near infrared, and you're blocking, yeah. you know, uh, some of the UV too. Uh, but when you put that bulb on, it does amazing things. So you know, I, I must have that bulb on. More than eight hours a day, maybe ten or twelve hours a day when I'm in my office. So uh, when I'm walking on the beach, obviously it's not on. But you know, when I'm doing an interview in my studio here, I'm sound on. But most of the time, it is on. So uh, just a really good way to increase your, uh, I say digestion, but absorption would be much better. Absorption of near infrared is really a food that your body requires, or a nutrient might be more accurate.
1: It is, and 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 I'm not, I, you know. Uh, to be clear I'm this is not I'm not doing this in a targeted fashion it's not like pointed no, it's, at right me. right it's just in the it's just in 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 the in the general area and it does a couple of things it, it's it does essentially what you said it replaces the missing component this huge near infrared component that if we were just outside it would be right. in our light you wouldn't need you, uh, wouldn't, it you, you wouldn't, wouldn't need if you're outside we wouldn't need it but since we're indoors we have the low e glass on the windows and also indoors we have A lot of junk light we have a lot of blue led and fluorescent light that is has a flickering effect that's stressful to the nervous system and blue light is causes free radical formation you've covered that in depth even in the mainstream now they have blue light blockers and other things because it's it's referred to as high energy visible light it's damaging to us and since there's no near infrared coming from these led and fluorescent light sources unlike the sun it doesn't have that healing um antioxidant building uh, component to it, so putting this just in your interior space doesn't just replace the near-infrared, it also mitigates uh, the perceived exposure to the flickering light and the blue light. You can measure this with mm-hmm. a spectrometer or a flickering light meter. You can see how just having a photon in this area next to you reduces the amount of, of blue light and flickering light that you, your body perceives. and and long story short, if you work at a computer, this thing is lovely just just because computer work is so stressful and these are led screens and really not yeah. ideal to to live this way but we have to
0: <laughs> well in my case you know I, I was really careful and purchased a monitor that was flicker free and essentially i have a filter on it so there's virtually no blue light coming out or very very little so mm-hmm. but you're right for most environments that's not the case and and one of the it's interesting because you can turn that light on the photon bulb that you have 250 watt infrared bulb And you can have the flicker monitor. And if you have a monitor uh, that measures really high, uh, you'll get it. it Usually there's an audible signal to it, also. It'll, with a bulb off, it'll be blaring and beeping really rapidly. And then you turn the bulb on and virtually disappear. So it it seems to mask the flicker issues pretty well. And, uh, but just generally, I I think that's a minor benefit because you can mitigate, as I said, by purchasing the right type of monitor. And, Mm -hmm. And essentially, I, I, the I have the lights are rarely ever on in my office. I mean, almost never, you know, so it's not an issue. Uh, but th- supplying it as a as a nutrient that your body requires because you're living indoors most of your life is a good strategy. it, it is. And and people
1: we, we talked a lot about science and and nutrients and and all the cellular um in the weeds type of talk. But if you just imagine yourself next to the campfire, you imagine yourself next to the mm-hmm. fireplace. That's what it feels like. And, and the feeling you're getting there that you can't quite put your foot, finger on, but it's lovely is, is the the significant amount of near infrared absorption that you're getting. And you just, if you don't have something like this anymore, or you're not living with a lot of sun or, or like our ancestors did, you're, you're missing that. And, and it, it doesn't just affect the health of your cells. It definitely affects your brain and your mood and your outlook and, and just feeling good.
0: Yes. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier, as we, we started this conversation, uh, I'm a huge, huge fan of sauna and have been for two decades, but recent appreciation just absolutely confirms how much more important it was than I ever thought possible. Mm -hmm. And it's primarily for the near infrared and I've just, uh, I I learned in this interview that your bulbs are 40%. I thought they were 15, but it's 40% in the infrared. So it, in my mind, this is one of the most important biohacks or lifestyle, advanced, I, w- I would classify this as a relatively advanced lifestyle strategy. I mean, it's certainly... Just getting out the sun is more important if you're going to, if you have a choice uh, or, you know, eating the right foods. But clearly, once you, one, you want to move towards adopting relatively early on, the investment is not that significant. Yes, it's high for many people. But again, remember something that's going to last you pretty much the rest of your life. This, this is not something that you have to replace. This, these panels, they're going to last for decades, and the bulbs probably last 50,000 hours. Most people it's gonna take you know, a lot hours, of time. Five thousand oh, hours, 5, hours it's, is a it's, lot. Uh, of it's years, it's years. It's years, it's many years. So, you know, even if even then you're just replacing a bulb. So it's you know, it's a very re- re- you know, those that would be many years of use. And I've yet to replace a bulb, actually, other than ones that exploded or got broke because I dro- dropped some sweat on them accidentally. Which can happen, but you know, with the shields you got around them, it's mm-hmm. pretty safe because these bulbs get really hot. and You can burn yourself if you're not careful. So you have to be careful here or cautious. Yeah. And that's but, why, but,
1: you know, we developed this cage, this stainless. Yeah, that cage, cage. is
0: I like it so you much better than it. the than the first. You no, know, this
1: piece. has been running this whole time. So it's
0: yeah. It's uh, oh wow, it's very I, safe didn't realize, it. I didn't realize I didn't notice that. So you could actually touch the cage.
1: Yeah, I wouldn't recommend that, but it's, it's but, but you it's, could the but important not, thing is not to not touch it. the bulb itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, because the older ones you had were the thicker, had the thicker bars, and those did get hot. You could burn yourself on those.
1: Yeah, and the and the Dr. Kellogg saunas didn't have any protection (laughs) at all. They were just the bold. You you had to keep your body close. Uh, But you know the 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 technology has advanced uh, in the last hundred years. The safe use technology.
0: Well, I'm really deeply appreciative and grateful for your commitment to providing this as a resource and strategy that pretty much is available to almost anyone. And uh, because it's such a radically foundational, important upgrade to your health that will really help for the long run. It's, you know, especially in these neurodegenerative diseases. You know, I mean, mm. Alzheimer's isn't pretty. I, I mean, it's yeah, it's good, nice to good, feel good, and, and healthy, and have a lot of energy. But you know, when you lose your mind, it's it's definitely and, and, and there's and more so for your family. yeah, for there are really disturbing
1: incidents of early, what's called early onset Alzheimer's.
0: Mm. Yeah, which is below and, and... the age of. 60 or
1: 50, but disturbingly common. Now it's, it's, that's not the, that's not the, the normal human, uh, lot. No. It's not our condition. That's a weird modern abnormality.
0: Yeah. So we we've, you know, modern society offers many advantages, but you've got to be careful. There's a lot of exchanges for convenience for health. So this is one of the ways you can help remediate against that, you know, excreting all the toxins, getting the massive dose of near infrared, uh, and, uh, creating heat shock proteins, you know, bing, bing, bing. So three wins. All right. Anything else you want to add before we go? Ah, uh, that's it. If you uh, want to
1: learn more, you can go to my website, sauna.space. I have Is this, a lot no, of, it's just
0: sauna, I thought it was saunaspace.com.
1: Uh, they go to the same place. It's okay. sauna, okay. sauna space, saunaspace.com. You can just uh, search sauna space, but I, I for those who want to dive deep into the literature, uh, we have a really nice learn section to explain our light technology and our spectrum and sort of the general uh and the emf stuff uh if you're interested in that but if you go to the bottom of the website you can click on my research archive and i've curated a lot of literature it's a growing database where i've sorted it by topic so if you're interested in the skin or the eyes or the sauna or or uh you know brain health and other stuff you can go to that click on that topic and you can see a growing body of research uh using photobiomodulation and sauna um to um to improve health outcomes so that's a great resource for people, and that's all on sauna.space.
0: All right. Well, thanks for everything. Amazing resource and tool you've you put together and made available for everyone to access. So congratulations on doing such a great job, and thanks for everything you're doing.
1: Thank you for having me, Dr. Marcola. Really appreciate it.